This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. Actually, it's just Mariana because Barry is sunning it over in Raglan. Great day over here, Mariana. Really? Is it raining? No, no, no. Been walking along the beach last night and going to the pub for lunch today. How romantic, Barry. Well, not really. There's ten of us. (laughs) All the Millington clan are here. I was going to say, you can leave your secrets behind. Thank you very much. (laughs) We even bought the dog. Oh, nice. And she's chewing everybody's sunglasses, is she? (laughs) Probably. You're allowed to walk the dog. Over here, you oh. know, all good. Great little spot, Raglan. Tis. I was thinking when I retire, I might retire to Raglan and start a bridge club here. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. How many people are in Raglan? Well, over the summer, it must be screeds of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, but not so many over the winter, but I thought, yeah, start a little bridge club. Yeah, maybe that'll be a little sideline to keep me out of trouble when I'm old. <laughs> a long way off, I hasten to add. Oh, here we go. See, you always start to dip your little toe into the age bracket, don't you? The 60. As you well know, I'm only just a couple of weeks older than you. Oh, now your nose is growing, Pinocchio. Hey, look. How did you get on with Judge Julie without me? Did she miss me? Nope. Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit. I'll have to talk to her about that. Sorry, you missed out there, chap. As you know, we talked about tempo following on, so it's really interesting about what Judge Chuli was saying. And I also asked about tempo when we were playing on BBO, if they got many calls, and she says, no, not really, because those hold-ups could be connection-wise. And I was yeah, like, yeah, oh. it's a little bit different on BBO, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, or, or me doing the, the vacuuming, or yeah, making or dinner. Yeah, grab something that's not meant to, and you're taking <laughs> it off it, and who knows? Bathroom breaks. <laughs> All of the reasons, and unfortunately that makes it a little bit hard to take Bridge Online so seriously. The good news is it's pretty much back. There's tournaments all over the place, Mariana. I know, I see. You're playing this weekend? Yeah, we're going to go to Tauranga and Cambridge. We haven't played Bridge for so long. We're going to play both of the 5As, but I see New Plymouth's got a couple of 5As on. Oh, there's the one at Havelock North, and there's all these ones down south. They had a couple of tournaments on Saturday and Sunday at Canterbury. Hey, do you think Auckland might be able to rustle up a couple since they're going to be moving to Level 2 on Thursday? Well, they've they've got a couple scheduled for the weekend of the 3rd and 4th of October, but... Playing well, it safe. I hope they go ahead. I don't know whether they're going to be able to or not. I guess if they're at level one by then, they will, but we'll all just have to wait and see. We've got a fantastic clip coming up for you listeners. Andrew Robson, we spoke to him last week. It was pretty good. He's got some real funny things that have happened over his lifetime in Bridge. Actually, he was really entertaining. Very good. And, you know, Marianne always has a couple of dumb questions to ask. Well, I have to admit, they actually came up with a couple of quite interesting answers this time. <laughs> Hey, look, they always say you do the funny stuff, I do the dumb stuff. (laughs) Well, they turned out to be good questions, I must admit. Oh, there. Now, look, you're making me feel all chuffy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, one thing that I would like to talk about is adding extra points into your hand when you have a fit. It's just a subject that came up over the last couple of weeks, and I thought, right, what's the point of that? 
If people do it, if they don't, why not? Why don't people know more about that, Barry? Well, if they're not, they should be. It's a bit like scanning in when you go to the supermarket. You ought to be doing it by now. (laughs) (laughs) And the same thing goes for distributional values. So a lot of getting to good games, it's not all about just points. It's about where those points are. Mm. And are they in the right place or are they in a bad place? You know, having a shortage in partners' best suit is not really a very good thing. Having a shortage somewhere else, especially in the opponent's suit, it's a good thing if you're going to be declarer. There are ways to find out about that sort of stuff. Even if the opponents aren't bidding, Mariana, you can maybe find out. Mm. So if you open a heart and I'm your partner and I bid two hearts and you've sort of got enough where maybe we've got game on if you've got 16 or more points, but on the other hand you might not have, you can ask like if you have another suit, even if it's just sort of three cards long, Instead of just going one heart, two heart, three hearts, which doesn't really tell me much, it can go one heart, two heart, three diamonds, saying, well, look, hey, partner, I'm still interested in game. I know you've only got six to nine, but I've got a bit extra, but I need some help in diamonds. What do you got? So I can now look at my hand, and if I've got just a minimum hand, and without much help in the way of diamonds, I'd just sign off in three hearts. If I've got maybe eight points or even maybe seven points, but some good help in diamonds for you, maybe four hearts is a, you know, is a little bit of a way of finding those skinny games where your hands fit well together, not only in trumps, but in some other suit too. I mean, some people do play short suit tries there, and they work just as well, really. If it goes one heart, two hearts, and you now bid three diamonds, it says you've got a singleton diamond or a shortage in diamonds. Partner, if you've got values outside diamonds, that's good. Anything you've got in diamonds is bit of a waste. Right. I'm not saying that short suit tries or long suit tries, which one is better? Just play one of them. Don't just go one heart, two heart, three hearts and have parts of their seat and gaze at the ceiling and think, I wonder if this king queen of diamonds is any good. I wonder if this king of spades is any good. You don't know. There's only one way to find out and that is to actually play long suit or short suit game tries to know whether your hands are fitting well. Do you reckon that if you're playing in the majors and say you always want to fit, one heart and you've got, um, say, four spades, and you've got 10-plus points, and but you also have a fit with hearts, what do you reckon? Do you show your spades? So one heart, one spade, or is it one heart, three hearts? I would tend to suggest that if you've got a fit in a major, you probably don't need another fit in a major. <laughs> I know sometimes a 4-4 four, four fit might play better, So, but if you've got four card support for partner's major, that is the most important thing about your hand. I wouldn't even bother mentioning the other major. How many fits do we need? I know. Well, what happens if you only got three playing five-card yeah, major? It's a little different. Like, I think in that situation, maybe it's worth putting one spade to see if you've got a 4-4 four, four fit on the side, and then you've got, you can use the 5-3 heart fit for maybe discards of some other suit. Often in those situations, a 4-4 fit will play better. But if you've got four-card support for partners major, don't even bother mentioning the other one. Just show your four-card support. That's what I reckon. Hey, I've got a quote for you. I found um, while I was trolling, I found this quote. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm braced. (laughs) Many games provide fun, but bridge grips you. It exercises your mind. Your mind can rust, you know. But bridge prevents the rust from forming. Who do you reckon would have said that? I reckon I've got an idea. I reckon it's either Bill Gates or it is Warren Buffett. Who was it? Martina Navratilova. Ah, okay. I knew I'd heard the quote. I just couldn't think who it was. 
Yeah. Uh, Tina, never read a label. Well, there you go. Your mind can rust, Barry. She said somebody's mind could rust. She didn't mention me by name, did she? <laughs> no, but Bridge prevents the rust from forming. I think that's brilliant. Good. She actually had another really good quote that Martina Navratilova said too. It was something like, you, you know, you're never short of friends when you can play bridge. You can always find a friend somewhere. Yeah, true. Wherever you are in the world that she was yep. referring to, wasn't she? Yeah, I think she was. The Bridge Zone, reaching out to all bridges and non-bridges over the airwaves courtesy of New Zealand Bridge. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Hey, Julie, last week we talked about tempo, so... Our question this week is, can you give us a director's feeling about tempo and the implications of it at the table? Well, normally we have a rhythm to the way that we make our bits about how long we take and don't take. So we have a normal tempo in bidding. And because we've got a limited time for bidding and play, like seven minutes, it's pretty uniform. And also we have things where people might not bid in tempo. We want people to bid in tempo and that means that their partner has no idea whether they have a problem or whether they've got a difficult decision to make and things like that. Now clearly that doesn't happen and that is okay. If we have something to think about we say you are allowed to think but if you do stop and think then your partner will know that you're having a problem. Now part of the problem arises when we get called to the table about a hesitation. A hesitation is a break in tempo. It's about the fact that the person hasn't bid in the same time that they have normally bid. And that's why we have stop cards. So if we're making a jump bid and we use a stop card, our opponent has time to think and their partner doesn't know whether they're thinking about the washing while they wait for the stop card to be moved or whether they're thinking about they've got a problem with their hand. And the requirement is that when you do have a stop card in front of you, it's not that you look bored and try and move it and think, I'm not going to bid anyway, so why are you doing this to me? It's that you look interested in your hand and when the card is moved, you make a pass or you make your bid. So it's not there just to be annoying, it's there to remove one of the bigger problems we have at the bridge table and that is about people thinking and people bidding. What we do when we come along as a director is we will ask if there was a break in tempo. Someone will call us and say, I think that this person's partner took longer to bid than they had effectively before then, that they hesitated. And that person won't know that they've hesitated because when we're thinking, we don't have a great idea about time lapse. And we might have a bit of a problem, but we think that we've been pretty much in time. Yep. So we're going to get the situation where the people that are being told that they might have hesitated are saying, we didn't hesitate. Now, often when we speak to them, they will say, but I did have something to think about. Well, if you have something to think about you normally have a break in tempo, and that's fine. The problem arises when your partner bids. Now, a lot of the time, equally, no problem. Your partner has a bid they were always going to make, or even if they didn't, they've made a bid so bad that your side has ended up with a screaming bottom board and no one's worried. But most often, your partner has a bid that they were going to make. So if there is a break in tempo, the person opposite is allowed to bid. It does not ban their partner from the auction. That is just codswallop. It is nowhere in any law book that I have ever read. 
there is a problem. You call the director because you've said that there's been a hesitation and your opponents haven't agreed, and the director says, fine, continue play, call me back at the end, I'll have another look at it. And a large number of times we never get called back at the end. Right, yeah. Right? Now, the point of sorting it out at the time this occurs is really important. So you can say to your opponents, do you agree? And we'll say, yep, absolutely, Patrick took forever to make that bit. You know, no problem at all. And if your opponents agree that they've taken some time to make this bit a break in tempo, everything continues and you can call the director at the end of the hand. If you don't agree, call the director immediately and then go away and we'll sort it out. Very often that is important because at the end of the hand, when your opponent's called because they think that you've hesitated and they haven't said anything, then all of a sudden we have a case of did happen, didn't happen. And if it did happen, we should have been called straight away. So it's really important that actually does happen, okay? So you're allowed to think. Even if you do think and take a bit of time, your partner is allowed to bid. It is not a long period of time. It is a break from the normal time that is taken. It doesn't matter. Most of the time there's no damage. Most of the time your partner passes. Every now and then, all hell breaks loose. (laughs) If there is a break in tempo, if you agree it with your opponents and they agree, you can keep going and call the director at the end of the hand. If your opponents don't agree with you, you should call the director immediately. The director will allow everything to continue. The director can't do anything at this stage. There has been no infraction because you are allowed to think. So there's no infraction at this stage, but at the end of the hand, if your partner did something that over 80% of people of your partner's standards would not have done, then the director will be changing the result if there is damage. Wow, yeah. So most of the time it's nothing, but it is just that situation where everyone gets upset, that all kinds of accusations start getting thrown around, and major tantrums at times, not so much nowadays, but absolutely in in the past there have been some spectacular tantrums, and it's just one of those situations. It could be just so much better. We are allowed to think. Our partner is still allowed to bid. Our opponents are entitled to say that they think that there has been a break in tempo. The director is allowed to be called and the situation is allowed to be sorted out without all the aggravation that goes with it. Can I ask about playing on BBO? Have you been getting many calls about tempo? It's harder because people have varying problems with their computers. And whilst we have a suspicion that maybe this person took a bit longer than we would have liked them to have taken, it's very different because we just don't know. You all know yourself. You're sitting there about to make it, the phone rings, or someone texts you, or it's important. You get distracted and you come back. You've had a break in tempo. Your computer is on a go slow. Life is real hell. It's going slower (laughs) and slower. Unfortunately, it happens when your opponents are preempted in front of you. There's a lot of guff about bidding in tempo and at the end of the day and it's the idea of having friendly and enjoying and being able to play the game. Okay, well take care and we'll talk next week. Yep, okay, radio. See ya. 
Kia ora koutou We have from Great Britain an OBE on the line with us, Mr Andrew Robson. Thank you so much for joining the Bridge Zone, Andrew. My pleasure, Mariana. It's uh, early morning in England. Great to be speaking to you both. Yeah, great to speak to you, Andrew. What's the situation over there? Are you all locked up? How much can you get out? We have this new rule of six, which sounds like a bridge rule. It does. Uh, <laughs> and exactly... In fact, we've just introduced this new thing. We're playing on the site Real Bridge, my bridge club. About three or four days ago, we introduced this thing called Six at Six, which means you play six boards at six o'clock, and it's a free thing. Then Boris Johnson brings in this rule of six, and all of our people are saying, well, hold on a second, that they think that the two are connected. And uh, maybe if you can only play with six people at six o'clock. Anyway, it's all got a bit confused. What's um, Boris's rule of six? Rule of six means you can't have more than six people at one place. So, you know, oh. if you're a family of four and you're walking along and you bump into another family of four, you can't talk with them. you just got to walk past them. It's a bit crazy, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but there's a sort of fear of a second wave as autumn hits and schools have gone back for the first time since March. First time since March, did you say, Andrew? The country's been on hold, as I'm sure yours have. Yeah, not quite to that extent. We've sort of been a little bit luckier here. Great. Well, <laughs> some would say that there's been a bit of an overreaction here, but I won't get political. <laughs> it's Whatever you think, it's certainly not face-to-face bridge stone dead. There's been basically none of it since mid-March. But, of course, people are playing a lot online, which is great, really. Right from the beginning, Andrew, where, when and why did you start playing bridge? Well, what a good question, Mariana. My parents play play, play now. Uh, they're in their mid-80s. They're not serious players. They've never really played club bridge, but I've taught them intermediate bridge many times at my bridge club. They got my brothers and I started... I didn't really see the point of it initially. <laughs> I thought it was a bit boring. Oh, not boring bridge. Then I remember that a mobile library, this is back in the early 70s probably, and pulled up and I was reading these Jennings books. And there weren't enough Jennings books, so I had to pick out a book before the mobile library moved. And I sort of randomly picked up a book, and I'm pretty sure it was by Terence Reese, something like Beginning Bridge or something. And I started reading it. And from being rather bored by Bridge and not really seeing the point of it, not overnight, but I really started to see, wow, there's really rather a lot to this game. And I became absolutely fascinated with it. As a teenage boy, uh, not particularly thriving at school, I would pull over Bridge books, deal cards to myself, and I loved the card play, actually. I I love being able to make extra tricks out of end positions and working out what the opponent tells. The bidding came a little bit more late. Yeah, and then I started the bridge club at, at my school and played other schools. And I really got the bug early, played a lot as a teenager and at university and in my early 20s. So we've got Terence Reese to thank. Well, he was a very good author and pretty prolific too, of course, so very easy to read. Amazing, amazing author. He was a very tricky man. He wasn't a particularly nice man to play with. He's actually quite warm away from the table, a little bit shy. Uh, but as a writer, he probably has few peers. So he was cold at the table, but warm away from it? Well, he was cold at the table, medium away from it, <laughs> and warm in the book <laughs> as a writer. Actually, you did write, Andrew. I mean, I've got lots of his books, and the way that he writes, you'd think you know, he sounds like the you know, life of the party, and he'd be good fun. I've also it's funny, heard, I've heard, I've heard, it? It's funny, that. 
Yeah. You can think yeah. of other writers who are the same. Their character comes across on the page, but they're quite shy and introverted. So that's sort of how it began, really. Okay, I'd like you to tell me about this Bridge Club of yours. You mentioned that you started at, what, 25 years ago? 25 years ago. Well, I always had a vision, really, that we should try and simplify Bridge and we should get rid of its image of people could be a bit rude at the table and unless you were quite good you were just going to get laughed at mocked at and i wanted to make it much more accessible much easier and more friendly social so i started a club with that in mind and it was basically hugely successful and still is even though whether it'll make it through the crisis or not the whole idea of bridge being a game to be played for fun and you don't have to be brilliant at it to love it is something that I've been sort of trying to so you bring start- on for years really So you started this bridge club from scratch Andrew? There was that you didn't take over another From club? absolute yeah. scratch in 95 I had a few private students and various things and a few contacts and I went into partnership with a guy who's not really a bridge player but who also had quite a lot of contacts grew and it grew and then four or five years later we had to move from where we were which was in a nightclub we were sharing the premises with a nightclub my business partner at the time was running the nightclub and he thought well hey we use our nightclub in the evenings uh, but we don't use it during this day so let's get a bridge club in during the day but we outgrew it because we needed to be open in the evenings uh, so we found our own our own dedicated premises back in about 98 or 99 mm. it was an old Mon- mongolian barbecue restaurant that lost <laughs> life because it was too smelly <laughs> and uh, and uh, so that's where we've been in southwest London for uh, over 20 years. And yeah, we've, we've got two or 3,000 members. And, yeah, I, I read uh, somewhere yeah, 2,500 yeah. members, or is it closer it, to three? Or, about yeah. that, yeah. yeah. It fluctuates a lot, but yeah, about that. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I, I quite like the idea of playing bridge in a nightclub. <laughs> I'd be like, over here, thank you. Well, absolutely. There was a bit of a crossover, actually. It had a bit of a nightclub atmosphere. And they wanted to have one of those balls with the sequins on that goes round and round. and Disco ball. <laughs> Maybe not. It was a bit of that. With that many members, you'd still think that there's a pretty good chance that, hopefully, we all hope that it's going to come back if this thing ever comes to an end, this COVID thing. Well, we're doing quite a bit online, and I've got my bridge cast that I'm doing every day, which is proving very popular. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities. We're certainly adapting. I mean, I'm pretty hopeful that we'll we'll come back, but I don't think many people think there'll be any face, much face-to-face bridge before maybe even Easter, but next year is the general thinking. Wow. It's a long time away, isn't it? It, it is a long well, time. Well, because yeah. we've got our winter coming up. You've got your summer, but we've got yeah. our winter. Of course. And yeah. people think that, It'll get you worse, know, that yeah. it could be tricky. And we're quite a densely populated country. So, I mean, we yeah. play quite a lot of online bridge over here while, while the lockdown and that was on, and, and still are. There is still a bit of online bridge. It's quite a low percentage of our bridge-playing population that actually plays online. Do you, do you have any idea how many of your 2,500 members, say, do you think would actually play online? I would think uh, close to half of them, probably. So most of them have been playing on BBO over the summer. But we found this new site, which is sort of taking off very quickly, called Real Bridge, where you can actually see everybody while you play. You can chat to them. So it's much more like the real experience of playing at the table. So we're doing supervised practice on Real Bridge every morning, and it's all building quite well, actually. Seeing people, it it makes a huge difference. I, I think if you're playing on a site where you can't see the other players and 
talk to them actual talking rather than typing, I think it's a bit of a game changer, really. Well, we spoke with Andrew Robson for well over an hour last week, and we are ever so grateful that he joined the Bridge Zone. Check out his Bridgecast, Andrew Robson Bridgecast, on YouTube. Three levels available, beginner, intermediate and advanced. The club that he started 25 years ago, have a look at that on the website, Andrew Robson Bridge Club. Next week, we'll share some more of the conversation that we had with Andrew. Hey, Mariana, I heard there's a job going. What's the story here? I know, because you and I are pretty crap or shite at (laughs) the social media, Facebook, Twitter, tweeting. What else is there, Barry? I don't know, but there's a situation vacant. So, if you love the game of bridge and you want a job, listen up. Barry and I are looking for someone to join us to look after our social media side that we're about to open up and what that looks like. I think we'll probably leave it up to you and your resume. What do you think about that, Barry? Do you know how to tweet, Mariana? No. Do you know how to Facebook? Mm, No. Do you Twitter much? (laughs) No, I think you need to be talking to Donald Trump, Barry. (laughs) But that's it. We don't know. Do you know how to do that, Barry? What? Yeah, I know that you even get someone to look after your own work Facebook page. Yeah, I do. You're right. Yeah. She, she knows more about it than me, and that isn't much. So, yeah, we do need somebody, Mariana. I think so. So if you're interested, any of your listeners out there, I don't really know in this day and age, Barry, where it's even restricted to New Zealand. Have no idea. But if you're keen to be involved with the Bridge Zone... Yeah, we need help. And you're interested in Facebook and you might be able to do some Twitter stuff and I don't know, give us a, an email or drop us a line because the other big thing that we have now is that we have a Bridge Zone hotline. Yeah, so you can either email us on bridgezoneshow at gmail.com or you can text us. Yes, the Bridge Zone Show hotline number is... 27 127 Drop us a text. We'd really like your texts if anybody likes to send them in. If you're keen to, <laughs> I don't know, join the crazies on yeah, the if, you, if you do decide to apply for that situation vacant, we might even ask you to come on the show to tell us what's happening on social media. But that's not a requirement. If you're too shy, Mariana and I, we're not shy. We don't mind. If you think that you'd like to become part of the zoners, Join in. That'll be cool. The crazier you are, the better I think it'll be. <laughs> Shall we talk about the REM part of things, the remuneration? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. Wait for it. Okay. On to the next thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you don't get much remuneration on the bridge side, folks. But, hey, we can take a photo and we can post it wherever you like. Yeah, that's right, free of charge. <laughs> yeah, so please, it's not a prank, it's not April Fool's. We are after some help, and if you can and would like to be involved, we've got Judge Julie, the old one with Barry, and myself. Oh, what was I? The one that asked the dumb questions? Boy, I can't wait to put that on my CV. <laughs> help us out. Come on board. Got to be good. Okay, we'll catch you next week. Good news is we'll have some results of some bridge tournaments being held over the weekend. Woo-hoo. We are in level one now, so maybe that'll coax a few more people out of hibernation. Absolutely. Okay, chaps, well, 
See you later, listeners. We'll be looking forward to receiving the emails for people that are interested in the position that's going on the Bridge Zone and also if we're getting texts to the Bridge Zone hotline. 027 777 Catch you next week. Bye for now. episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.